You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat. Where's his neck? Eddie Jones. You fuck, mate. We're nice. We're now. recording now. Oh, are we? Yeah. That's a good way to stop. You can do your intro that you practiced. Hello, I'm Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to the Friends of Rugby podcast. New Year's Eve. Uh, this will be our first episode of uh, 2024. Yeah, but it's 2023. Yeah, but this will. everyone's going to be listening to it in next year. Everyone. Our fan. Oh, thousands and thousands of fan. Yeah. That we have. Yeah. Hey, we have a fan question. We do. I'm excited. We'll yeah. do that at the end, eh? Yeah, we're going to do that. Okay, no, I'm excited. Yeah. That. Genuine fan question via our email, mm. which fan is dessert. cool. Yeah, exciting. What's uh, the date today? Did you say the date? Uh, yeah, December 31st, New Year's Eve. How's, uh, how's your holidays been going? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, uh, eating, drinking. I know. Watching rugby. I might have gained like 20 pounds. Yeah, me too. A lot of chocolate. How about you? All good? Been busy. Yeah. Yeah, the wife has been keeping me busy. Nice. Any kind of free time we have, mm. she wants to use that up for something. Yeah, that's good though. Usually when rugby's on. Oh, that's not that's so good. <laughs> I can't get so out good. of it. Keep busy with the rugby. We're going to quit our day job soon. When we have like the millions of listeners. When we get a second fan. Yeah, handing my notice in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Um. URC first. Yeah, let's talk about some URC. Yeah. All right. So uh, I watched some fun games. I watched the Boxing Day games, the Welsh Derbies. I watched uh, Cardiff and I watched, well, Cardiff Dragons and I watched Ospreys Scarlets. And, and you watched the heavy hitters. And then I, I also watched Leinster v Munster, which mm. was uh, quote unquote cliche of the century, one for the purists. Any takeaways? I'm. I think Cardiff are gonna be. I think they're getting better. I think they've had a lot of close results, and I know it's the Dragons, but I think a lot of their backline is really starting to fire and click. All these young guys they brought in, so I'm excited for Cardiff. Yeah, I think we'll still lose a lot of games, but I'm excited to see them hopefully win some games that aren't against bargain basement teams. What about the Scarlet Ospreys game? I think that was a little more predictable. Uh, Ospreys. Ospreys won. They didn't. No one really did anything in the first half in reasonably miserable conditions. I think Ospreys were always going to win that game, but it took them a while to find their feet. Scarlets were in trouble. Ospreys have a good squad. They just need to click a bit more. That was... I think that was the theme for Boxing Day games was mm. uh, the Turkey horrible fights. conditions. Yeah, I heard like every game was just yeah. like a rain show. Yeah, there was a storm in the UK. There was this huge storm right around Christmas. What about um, the game? Of the Boxing Day, your favorite game, Munster versus Leinster. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, okay, so I know I'm a hater, <laughs> but there was a lot of uncharacteristic handling errors. Craig Casey didn't have a good game, to be honest. There was a lot, I know it was pissing it down, but yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah, everything I heard about the game, there's a ton of complaining. Yeah. I'm guessing, this is also a big game for um, Jack Crowley. And Harry Byrne. Harry Byrne was there playing away. Yeah, he uh, he did his job. He did his job. I think he was the best uh, 
heard, I heard the they bad both plays were, on the field. Because I didn't watch the game, but I heard they're both like this is their time to shine, and they yeah. kind of just didn't grasp it this game. Because yep. this is the game. Because mm. I don't think they play each other again. Not for a while. Until the Six Nations starts. I don't know. I have to yeah. look at the head schedule. But yeah. this was a big game to like, you know, tell Andy, hey, put yeah. your hand up. Yeah, I think individually, no one is going to come out of that thinking I've earned a spot in a national side. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie Yeager, though. He's yeah. going straight in. Probably. I mean, that's where they got him, right? Yeah. You, you'd know more than that, me. Is that, is that the plan, do you think? Yeah, from what I've read about the game yeah. and listened to about the game, like commentators and stuff like that, like as soon as he came onto the field, everything kind of changed for the scrum. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, I think just Leinster will feel like job done. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, we'll take the win. I think Munster will feel like they've got the weapons to beat Leinster, but they, they, the handling errors from both sides were just pretty. I know the conditions, but they were pretty terrible. So, I think both teams will think whatever, move on. I don't think a lot of players will be thinking that was my chance to get into an island squad because there's a lot of games left to play against big opposition from both of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Harry Byrne is, I think, Harry Byrne might start for Ireland. I don't know. I really don't know. It's that's, between that's hard to call. It's eh? uh, it's between Jack, mm. Harry, mm. and um, uh, Kieran. Yeah, Kieran Crafty. All, all those. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? What did you called you called him that manager a few weeks. That coach named Kieran Frawley or whatever. Never mind. It's Kieran. His name's Kieran Frawley. That's oh. his name. The Leinster guy's Kieran Frawley. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, I got that right now. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know. I think it's between those three, unless mm. Ross Byrne gets healthy again. Mm. But I think if if Ross Byrne's healthy, mm. I think Andy's just gonna play it safe and he's just gonna put him in there. I'm excited to talk about Six Nations predictions. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. Because like yeah, talking about Ireland and England is gonna be a bit interesting. Any other games you want to talk about here? I think it. I think it was interesting that Edinburgh beat Glasgow. Because uh, yeah, I had I've got high hopes for Glasgow, and they've let me down there. Like I feel like it happens a lot with the Welsh teams as well. It's like when Cardiff are doing good, then like Dragons will beat them, and it's like you've ruined our season. Dragons, could you not have just let us win? And it's kind of the same with Ospreys <laughs> in the previous seasons. It's like when they're the only Welsh team doing well, they're beating a lot of teams, and suddenly they will lose to Dragons, and you're like, how did that happen, boys? Like I wonder what the the atmosphere is like at a derby game. For in in Scotland. Oh, I think I was... would. I can assume what they're like. Well, I've seen what they like. Yeah, but in Scotland, like I wonder where it's like if they're playing in Glasgow or if they're playing in Edinburgh. Yeah, like where, like where it's crazier, where it gets more spicy. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 w- I wish we had a Scottish person here to talk about that. I think it seems to me like we Glasgow... need a Scottish specialist. We do, we do a bit. Yeah, because I think. Glasgow seem to me have more of a genuine rugby following around Glasgow Warriors specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, they won what was the Pro 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. And Edinburgh historically have been they were similar to Dragons for a number of years, right? They were bad. Yeah. But now they've now they're good. They've always been a good team for as long as I've been watching. Yeah. So the last two, three years have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um they brought some good players in and I think it feels like their fan base is getting behind them. So I would have said historically Glasgow were the you know the the better team well obviously they were but i think their fans were probably a bit more die hard maybe they get better attendances but maybe it's a bit more balanced now you know which is good i think what scotland are doing in their club level is is smart right keeping those two teams just making sure that they've got the right amount of players so yeah i'm kind of jealous 
Did you watch any of that Shark Stormers game? I didn't watch that. No. I watched the second half of it. Oh, yeah? There's some scary looking thing, like some spooky uh, spooky players. They look good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That What's his name? Damien Williams? Willems. Williams? Willems. See, we need a South African specialist, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was good. Mm. Like, really scary good. I'm looking like, I know because Ireland's going in there in the summer. Yeah. So I've been keeping an eye on all these teams. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I when I saw when I saw the Bulls play their first couple of games, mm-hmm. they are some big boys. They are fucking massive. So yeah. That there anyway, when we talk about predictions. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And also Ethan got injured, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um anyone else, any other games there? Um we we watched a game this morning. Uh yeah, but I hate blowout games. Mm. Yeah, we watched Bath and Leicester. Yeah, got up eight a.m. in the morning. Yeah, we did. Pitch black outside, so we pull up. Um, and yeah, it was annoying, eh? Because I think Finn Finn Russell not being in a Bath team, like you notice the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Bath are supposedly league contenders. Leicester are a little bit lower. They're not in the top four at the minute. Yeah. So I thought that would have been not an easy win for Bath, but you thought the momentum was with them. I was expecting more of a war mm. in this game. Yeah. And it kind of like dragged me out of the game at halftime. Yeah. Because of the score difference. I kind of lost interest by halftime a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's the two teams I'm just not totally in love with. Mm. Yeah. I think when and when Finn Russell plays, Bath are a different team. They're really exciting. Their backline's doing stuff. Leicester looked like Leicester looked more physical, and they looked hungrier as well. Like Mike Brown was having a game. Mm-hmm. Old old Mikey Brown was having a hell of a game. Freddie Stewart was playing decently well. He's got to be like what 38, 37? something like that. Yeah, but he's still good, man. He was everywhere, eh? I think he should have went to the World Cup. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. What? Look how good he is. No, he's too old. He's not gonna have your flashy attack, but neither does Freddie Stewart. Mm. Freddie Stewart catches balls. That's all he does. And most time makes his tackles. Yeah. I think that maybe there's just an English fullback drought, eh? Maybe. Yeah, I can't think Except of... I can't think of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's Freddie Stewart or Mike Brown. That's yeah. it. That's the only two choices. There's probably some English guy in England. Like, probably. fucking... Yeah. I wouldn't doubt you forget me. <laughs> yeah. 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 These fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was okay game. It kind of... Yeah, I was expecting a bit more physical physicality from uh, Bath, like you said. A bit more of an arm wrestle, but uh, yeah, they, they didn't really ever look threatening, did they? It's sad. No. Oh, well. Tomorrow, the games look pretty good, too. Mm. Ospreys-Cardiff, who's going to win that I'm one? I'm excited for that one. I think uh, I think Ospreys, when, when this has happened, when Ospreys and Cardiff have both been playing well, Ospreys tend to edge it because they've, just, they've got a bit more in their pack. Cardiff's backline is way more exciting as far as I'm concerned, and Cardiff have got some really exciting youngsters, but I think Ospreys will know that, and they'll be defensively sharp, so I think Ospreys will edge it, but uh, I'd like Cardiff to win. I think Cardiff's going to win this game. Oh, why? They're just going to win it. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Just feeling? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wish I was optimistic, but I'm not. Monster going to Connacht? Yeah. What do you think? Oh man, I think Connick can win this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Tell me why. They're just strong at home. Mm, they are. And they and they're yeah. in, they're due for a, a performance. Mm. And Munster's got some injuries. Yeah, they do. They got yeah, a they lot do. of injuries. Yeah. So I haven't looked at the team sheets, but I'm just like gut feeling. It's got some feelings. Yeah, I think yeah, Con- yeah Connick's had it rough for the last like month. They have. Yeah. So um, I think they're in due. The, yeah, some close losses, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh yeah, I think you could be right. I think Munster will be hurting a bit from that Leinster defeat though, and I think they'll go out there mm-hmm. with a point to prove. Um mm-hmm. so I'm not so confident Connor would win. I oh, I know they're starting uh I think it's Sam Pendergast. Oh, okay. No, yeah. sorry, that's the wrong game. Talk about Leinster. Sorry, I'm looking at the Leinster Ulster thing here. No, there is a there is a <laughs> Prendergast in the Connor. And Connick, yeah. Yeah. They're brothers. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's good too. Oh no. Oh yeah. Too many boys. He's a forward though. Okay. He's a big boy. Yeah. Well, his brother's a big boy. Yeah. Even though he's a ten, like you said, he's lanky. Mm-hmm. He's got to fill out a bit, but he's a big boy. So the it's correct cool. game I was talking about, Leinster Ulster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow they're starting Sammy there. Hmm. Old beanpole Sam. Yeah. Pendergast. Do you think that's uh do you think that's to let the other boys rest kind of thing, or do you think that's to let him have his chance? Or? Yeah, I still think that Leinster will win this game though. Yeah, I think so. They could put out a D team. Yeah, they their right depth now. is insane. It's They're, crazy. It's insane, isn't it? Like, and, and you would say that Prendergast is probably their fourth choice ten, and he's still yeah. one, of the, one of the best <laughs> he's players. Their fourth choice ten. One of the best players in the under twenty six nations, like comfortably. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ulster need a ten. Like Leinster's got four tens. Just share a ten. Share give, a ten. Yeah. Give them. Give one to Ulster. Give it, yeah. Ulster could use one. Just eat. You know. Just let him put the shirt on for the game. Because they've been riding Freddie Burns for a long time. Looking tired. <laughs> He's looking tired. All the, all the Burns He's brothers. got nothing left. No. Leicester's <laughs> just got like fly halves yeah. flying out of their yeah. pockets. Yeah. John Cooney's pretty old as well, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He might be 33, 34. Yeah. yeah they're, they've been riding those guys. Yeah. Leicester's just hoarding all the players. Yeah. I like Ulster as well. So I would like them to win, but I just can't see it. It's like we said, everyone... There's no one that hates Ulster. No. Good guys. There's Good guys also there. There's got to be one guy out there I want to meet him. If you hate Ulster, yeah. like, please message us. Get in contact with us. We want to talk to you. <laughs> we want to know what's going on in your mental psyche. Yeah. Like, we want to know who hurt what, you. Yeah, who hurt you. Yeah, that like, you would hate sweet little Ulster. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gonna darlings be a story. of the URC. He was on vacation with his family. Yeah. In, in uh, Belfast. Jacob Stockdale... <laughs> Mugged him. <laughs> Took his ice cream. <laughs> Knocked his, his child. Ice cream. <laughs> I actually watched an interview with Jacob Stockdale the other day. And you know, you, you see a player on the field and you kind of get an idea of what their personality and their voice is in your head. And then he did this interview and he's just like the nicest guy. And I was like, ah, that's a shame. It's really nice. They usually are. They are, oh yeah. They're nice. Yeah, Unless but... you're like James Haskell. <laughs> <laughs> bullying people all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he's nice though. He gives me, James Haskell gives me hardcore... High school bully vibes. Yeah. He's, yeah, every time I listen to him talk, I'm like, this guy, like, bullied guys in high school. Do you think it's, like, the, the private school thing, or is it just the... Well, I don't really know about the private school life over there, it's... so we kind of really don't kind of have that kind of system at all. Right. I think we have, like, one private school Yeah. here in, in the Canada. city. No. Oh, okay. In my in city yeah. here, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so it's not, not really kind of a, like rich kids and poor kids all go to the same school mm. mostly in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and they all hang out. So we'll have rich kids hanging out with poor kids. It's not really a 
No, it's not, is it? Not a segregated system. You don't have the class system, do you? No, you have no. kids that live on the north side, hanging out with kids that live on the south side. Yeah. So, <clears throat> no, you just have different cliques. You'd have, like, hockey guy cliques or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, the hockey jocks. So, but we don't have, yeah, it's a different, totally different culture, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate. You know, that it's been uh, talked to death, all the rich kids playing English rugby. I think it's changing, though. I think it's changing for the better. Looks like there's a lot more kids who aren't privately educated playing rugby in England. Probably a good thing. Do they have rugby teams for, like, public schools? Like, okay. will a public school have a rugby team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, not... Yeah, I should think... I don't know. I, was, I was grew up in Wales, so... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it depends where you are. I know in the West Country, like in England, it's it's pretty big. What about Wales? You gotta be careful though, because the word "public school" in the UK means private school. So even it's concealed beneath layers of capitalist bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, rugby. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, USC, very nice. Gallagher Prem, competitive, unpredictable, very nice. Yeah, it's that's a crazy race in the Prem. I'm enjoying it, yeah. Except today's game was a letdown because for that reason. I wanted to see some Gallagher Prem. Well, that's just how unpredictable games. it was. We were both expecting uh, yeah. a fight. Yeah. And then yeah. it was kinda of like the the the, the second half. Mm. Like Bath were They came back they they fought back a bit. Yeah, it was just too late. It was too late. They yeah. just let too much in the door yeah, in the did. first half. They did. And yeah. But it's still like it's just I don't know. I couldn't predict I can't predict who's gonna win that. Yeah, it was unpredictably underpredictable. Yeah, that it was one-sided. <laughs> everyone can beat everyone. I, that's yeah. that's pretty good in my books. There. Yeah, you were saying the Saracens are going to win, and then I pointed out their league position. I still think that. I th- yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, a lot of teams except Falcons and maybe Gloucester could still win. So yeah, Saracens also have that experience. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when it gets to the point where push t- comes to shove, or the games, the knockout stage games, they love a playoff. If game, they get right? in there, yeah. Which I, I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, they'll have that experience will kick in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, there's not a lot of the teams that maybe extra to have that because they've been. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, no, you're right. I think Saracens are consistently playoff champions, aren't they? You know, they know what they're doing. Saracens or Exeter, those are the two teams I'm gonna go for. All right, save his predictions though. We got. Oh we yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, like, I, I don't disagree. All right, so uh, we want to talk about some news gossip. Yeah. Warren Gatland. Yeah. Tell me about this. Okay. So I think it was in the Telegraph, and I'm going to paraphrase a lot here. It's fine. Um, he suggested some law changes. Some of them I agree with, some of them I disagree with. Some of them have a little bit of a New Zealand flavor, you know? Like, Do you have them listed out? I do. Let's, yeah. go, let's go over the law, law changes he wanted. Okay. So one of the ones he wanted was he wants to get rid of calling the mark. So he thinks that, you know, if you're kicking into the opposition 22 and someone can call a mark, it just takes away the point of putting pressure on the fullback. I think I agree with that. I 100% agree with him too. I agree with that, yeah. Um, I think we need... So one of the things he prefaced with was... What was the origin of that law, though? Do you know why they, they brought that law in? I don't. No. It's just been there? Yeah, forever. Because I can't think... I have no idea, actually. I can't think of why that law is there. Maybe it's a safety thing. Like if I think there's probably to if you're jumping for a high ball and you're isolated and there's four or five guys chasing after you in chaos, maybe it's a safety thing. Would it be 
like to stop so much kicking like because there's already a lot of kicking maybe it's to slow the game down to remove like the kick tennis that's going on yeah yeah i i don't know i'm just speculating yeah i have no idea yeah, because I was trying to think about when I read that, when he said that about the kick. I was like, yeah, why is that there? I didn't Google. I could have easily Googled it. We could, do it. we could do <laughs> it right now. And we're it. sat here minutes on end going, why did yeah. he do it? Like, I wonder why that exists. Why does this exist? <laughs> yeah, I haven't got a clue. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't disagree with him. It seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be an element of taking guys out in the air while they're jumping for the ball, but that seems to happen often enough. And they do referee that pretty well these days. Yeah. So even if you, you know, even if you're touching the guy and you make him fall awkwardly, mm-hmm. They are pretty harsh on that, which I agree with, you know. That, for me, isn't a rugby incident. If you look like you're trying to grab a guy in the air and he lands on his neck, I think you've got to be pretty zero tolerance about that. Mm-hmm. And I think, relatively speaking, that's uh, what's happening with the refereeing, right? I totally agree. Um, I think he was talking about uh, quick, quicker scrum restarts. So a team will kind of walk slowly over to a scrum just to kind of save a bit of time. Catch but that's their part of the strategy. It is, exactly. That's part of the game. Yeah, it is part of the game. But you're in the lead. to be part of the game. You're in the lead and you want to be a cunt. <laughs> you know, you crawl over to the fucking scrum. <laughs> like, that's like yeah. that's like part of rugby. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, that's why we love it. Like, you've got the mm. forwards being dickheads. Yeah. Like, just strolling over to the scrum because they know they're in the lead. Like, that's part of the game. Right. Well, so is the call in the mark. It's part of the game. Well. Get rid of it. <laughs> I, I don't know how you referee that. Maybe you give people a time. You say this scrum is starting in five minutes. You better be there, or you they get five the minutes to start scrum. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get five, twenty minutes to start this yeah, scrum. They put the kettle on and they do another. Th- no, I don't know. You know, like the kicking, the kicking clock timer, maybe something like that. Like you better be at the scrum, otherwise you're not getting the ball. I don't know. I keep hearing about the scrum. It's too slow. It's slowing the game down. I have never once watched a game and complained about the scrum. Yeah, you're a front row though. When they are. Uh, you love it. Yeah. Well, I don't like being in them. Mm. It sucks, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, every time I'm watching a game, mm. I've never, like, sat there and been like, oh, this is stalling the game. I've gotten mad because the other team was taking their time. Yeah. I've gotten frustrated with that. Yeah. But that's part of the game. Yeah. That's part of the... There's so many elements in rugby to, like, keep your advantage, gain an advantage. Yeah. There's and, a mental battle happening all the time, right? Yeah, there's so many variables. Which is why it's better than league. <laughs> well, yeah. Which we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's like that's the 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 whole beauty of it. Yeah. Right. Name another sport like that. Can't. People always tell me like NFL. Oh, it's like chess. It's like no, chess is like chess. Like games have different strategies. Rugby consistently has gamesmanship in every facet of the game and the line out in the scrum even in the chaotic you know in the in the breakdown there's always things teams do which are pushing the edge of the law Mm -hmm. or you know trying to see what you can get away with and in in games where the rules are simpler and easier like football you know soccer like it's difficult to do that because it's very clear-cut what you're trying to do you're not surrounded by guys in a little dark corner of a scrum where you can hide what you're doing right Mm mm-hmm so I think I do agree with you. I like that about rugby, but uh, I think we've got to cut out some of the deliberate time wasting. Yeah. Maybe I just like Gatlin so much I'd agree with anything he said. Though. So, <laughs> um, so that's the second thing. Like, I just hmm. I, I just I'm I'm struggling to see like this excessive time wasting mm. in the game. Like I just, you're only frustrated by this stuff when your team is losing. 
<laughs> that's the thing about it. That's true. Right? Yeah. And when your team's winning, you want them to do that. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. Yeah. I just don't I don't think it's an I don't think it's a problem. Leave the scram alone. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You persuaded me with that very simple sentence. Leave it alone. Leave Brittany alone. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. With my vocabulary of 14 words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't even have to do a lot. I think it just yeah, like was, to cut your jib. What was else he talked about there? He was talking about loads of stuff. He wouldn't shut up. Um, so he was talking about the number of substitutes used, uh, mm-hmm. how South Africa have weaponized the bench. Oh, they you know, weaponized. Oh, turned the game into a crime scene. Into a bloody crime scene, mate. Yeah. He made an in, um, a really interesting point. Mm. Uh when I was reading about that, yeah, he said that the game used to be about you know wearing out the forwards, mm. and then the backs would take over. Yeah, the last twenty minutes, everyone's so tired, the backs just take the yeah. piss and run around. And right? that was supposed to be, you know, how the game right progressed. Okay. And I thought that was a very interesting point. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. now that you have like teams like South Africa just putting a whole new forward pack on there, mm. yeah, that kind of goes away. Yeah, you're kind of stealing an element of the game. So I was kind of on the fence when he. Uh, mm. I think you should be able to do what you want with your bench. If you want all scrum halves on your bench, <laughs> you should be able to put all scrum halves on your yeah. bench. I don't give a fuck. But there was he made. I thought that was a really interesting point. Like, yeah, you're taking away. I think I think that's why, like a lot of like test matches too are very close. Mm. Uh, usually are they usually low scoring? I don't know. I want to. I feel like they are. Yeah, they're lower. I think like, we could be completely though. wrong. No, though. I think I think you know, test match rugby is a little bit lower scoring than your average club game. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the conditions, depending on the team. But yeah, I would say so. And the ideal is to tire out the big guys too, so they're not hitting mm. as hard. No, because these guys that are playing rugby now are mm. bigger, stronger, faster. Oh yeah, and then you're just and they're hitting each other like trucks. Mm. Yeah, and then you just bring in a fresh pack. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just not that. So. His, I have to okay. So first thing, he's like the game is supposed to be about forwards getting tired, so the game can co- open up. I don't know where this like rule book of what the game is supposed to be is, but people reference it in the sense of like this is the spirit of the game, this is the mm-hmm. philosophy of rugby. I think that's subjective a bit these days, right? Hundred percent is subjective. So when he says this is how the game is supposed to be, I disagree with that because it's like saying there's some code of rugby that we all should adhere to. Like I never read that, right? But I, 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 I think he's got a point because for me, player welfare is the important point there, right? Yeah. Like if everyone's tired and you bring on a 20 stone monster and he just knocks someone on the ground and they're tired, you know, you're much more likely to get injured if you're exhausted um, against someone who's fresh and like ready to put in a big hit. So I think there's a, there's a player welfare consideration there. Um, and I think... I agree with your point, though. If you want to put nine scrum halves on the bench or eight forwards, I don't care. That's that's your choice, right? So I've got no problem with South Africa doing what they did. They're playing within the rules. And everyone always seems to get salty when people win because they've manipulated the existing rules. It's not, not Manipulate's the wrong word. They're playing completely within the rules, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. They're so. just doing something that you haven't thought exactly. of. Exactly. Like, and have it the... worked, so people are pissed off, right? And like, in South Africa's case, they have the players to do... Yeah. What most teams can't. Yeah, really athletic back rowers. And like, they can trust their... They can change them out at halftime. Yeah. And they're not worried about losing quality either. Exactly. Because like, uh, a good example is Ireland. Yeah. Will keep their props on as long as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until <laughs> can dead. you play into the next day, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Because they, cause what comes in after is not as good quality as what yeah. is there to start. Yeah. 
right? So they can just bring in another pack. Yeah. They have that that advantage. Yeah. So why just, not use it? We're just jealous of South Africa. It is dad. a jealousy. It is. The it seven is. one in anger yeah. is jealousy. Yeah. But I do think if if we ignore that context and look at the use of the bench generally, I would be in favor of having the bench only used for injury replacements, totally. Like or you have one or two sub replacements as impact subs. But I'm not saying that because I'm annoyed at what South Africa did. I think what they did is awesome. And mm. I thought it was exciting. It, it gave us a really fun World Cup talking point, right? I love that. Yeah. It gave us a nice bit of drama. But, you know, if you if you said tomorrow, yeah, we're getting rid of the bench and you can only use it as an injury replacement, not for impact subs, I'd be fine with that. And I think that would make the game more exciting because people are tired. The game does open up in the last 20 minutes, right? Um, I'm just worried about playing time because mm. there's a lot of players I want to see play. Okay. And because the way the bench and the substitution is the way it is, yeah. you get to see a lot more players play. That's true. But that's totally a personal thing. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that either. Because yeah, then you're, you're cutting out a lot of potential playing time yeah. for a lot of players. That's true. I didn't think of that. So, yeah, if, like you've got a, you, you're an island and you want to give someone a, a chance to kind of step up. Leinster's got four tens. What are yeah. they supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> if you can only bring them off for injuries. Maybe you just have a bench full of tens and you give each <laughs> of them like sort of five minutes. Just all tens. Yeah. That would yeah. be hilarious. So yeah. I, that's my only like thing about it. Mm. I don't know. That's a good point. I think, yeah, I think always I'm thinking of player welfare first, but you've made some good points as well. So I think you keep the bench, but you just reduce the number of subs you're allowed. And I don't care if it's forwards or backs you know whatever you want to do with that i wonder if they will bring rules into the subs i think they will uh, yeah it's coming I think, they, I think they will so so the main point of gatlin's article was just speeding up the game and i as much as that is sometimes like a it sounds like jealous new zealanders of south africans i think he's got a point well, he is a kiwi exactly and he's got a point and there was a little bit of saltiness towards argentina saying that teams who kick more have higher success rate and they do right like statistically speaking if you kick more you're more likely to win just and he's compete better that's what i'm that's what i think like yeah, yeah if like that's what other teams are doing it why aren't you doing it right and yeah. he said that argentina beat wales in the in the world cup because the amount they kicked which may be true maybe not i was like why didn't you kick just as much but mm-hmm. maybe his point is there's too much kicking in the game and the way you can reduce that is you get rid of the mark call thing you get rid of um so many substitutes on a bench you get the forwards to the scrum quicker it just speeds everything up so you're forced to play a more uh open game so when I keep hearing this. We got to speed the game up. We mm. got to speed the game up. Mm. What era in history of rugby <laughs> was this like just like the yeah. fastest? Like you couldn't even watch the sport because it was just so fast. Like what era was it in the 70s and it the 60s? It never existed. It didn't it, exist, it, it did it? It didn't exist. It never existed. Because I want to, oh, we got to speed the yeah. game up. We got to the yeah. game. You know, it's changed so much. Yeah, okay, yeah. so what era? Where was this golden era of rugby where just like there was no whistles? Yeah. There was like nothing <laughs> happened. You know, the, <laughs> Like the scrum took like yeah. you, you didn't even see the scrum because it happened so fast. Yeah. Like where the fuck? Everyone sprinted to the scrum, headbutted each other, rolled the ball out, and got on with it. Yeah, and know? it was done in like three seconds. Se- yeah, second it was yeah. done. Yeah, there was an even every push. kick was just a every yeah. like conversion or everything penalty was just a drop kick. Yeah, so yeah. they can keep the ball. Yeah, could get, get back where, into it. You know they weren't fucking making sandcastles <laughs> <laughs> for like nine minutes. Like where I want to know in this area is because everyone's complaining about yeah. how slow this game is. Yeah. And I want to, and then like, oh, and it's about the changes that they made. It wasn't the fucking nineties, let me tell you. Yeah, so I, just, I want to time. know what everyone was referring to. I want to tell you statistics. I read, uh, I read something the other day um, about ball in play time, mm-hmm. um, and it has increased, steadily increased 
this is the most right now is the in the last sort of five ten years this is the most ball in play time we've ever seen in rugby union mm, wow that's across, shocker right like yeah. no you're totally right there was never a period where rugby was like this swashbuckling no you know what you know what is that game rugby league you know what you know you want to talk about less scrums that's rugby league I don't want to talk get about diet rugby. Me. Get it away. Exactly. Don't keep your diet pop sport. Like, no thank you. Give me dirty scrums lying on the ground. And they have... Sp- I think the bunker system is great for speeding the game up, actually. Yeah. 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 And they're complaining. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't speed the game up at all. Mm. Someone's going to complain about it. Yeah. The bunker. Yeah. The rep doesn't have to take nine minutes to make a call. Yeah. They just gave it to some guys in the office and everyone's complaining yeah. about that. Like, yeah. It's just complaining. They've subcontracted the ref's job so he's got more time to actually referee the live game and people are like, it's slowing the game down. I How thought the it? bunker was genius. I thought it was great. I still love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, they don't make the right call, but refs, that's the, the glory of rugby. Yeah. Right, the yeah. ref, the refing's even a factor. Who's got a better chance of making a right call? The guy who's sweating on the field who has to make a quick decision, or the mm-hmm. guy who's got a full ten minutes with, you know, reversible camera angles and slowing down time camera angles? He's going to make a better decision than the ref, even if you don't agree with it, right? Objectively now, speaking, I know I've heard some bitching about like the TMO or the mm. bunker, like the people that are actually making these decisions, yeah, on the fly up there, and yeah. don't have the experience. Mm. No, but those guys are international referees sat in the TMO booth a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. All of the time. They're the, they're the referees you see playing on the, you know, refereeing on the field. Yeah. I don't know. I thought the bunker system was great. I love it. Because yeah. it just, he can just send a guy off yeah. and he doesn't deal with it. He exactly. can start, he can focus more on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to like dissect yeah. a hit. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. let three, three people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And you know my favorite things is when they find out if it's a red or a yellow and the ref gets it and he calls the captains over and he's like he's delivering bad news. Oh, sorry. I've got some bad news you mate. Oh, yeah, it's a red. Sorry, like a mate. Doctor, goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor trying to tell someone that a family member died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't make it to surgery. <laughs> yeah, he's not I'm coming sorry. back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has to go tell the whole team like, oh no, not Jimmy. Yeah, it's that yeah. I don't know. I, I like it. Was yeah. there anything else that he brought up too? Uh the Gatlin. I think that's about all that was interesting as far as I'm concerned. It was a lot about kicking, though, speeding the game up kicking, but I think we covered the salient points, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention, briefly, Tulangi mm-hmm. being out for the start of the Six Nations. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you were going to tell me that in 2014 <laughs> or yeah. 2015... Yeah, it would have been 2013, I would be like, holy shit, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now? It's like, <sighs> yeah, fair enough. He's just not like the player that he used to be. I think everyone kind of knows that. I think he even knows that. I think he's great when he plays. I think he's still got it, but he's so injured so frequently that it's kind of irrelevant, you know? There's a lot of injuries right now. The Six mm. Nations, I think most of the teams are going in with a lot of injuries. Like, mm. who's the healthiest? Who's the healthiest team? That's hard to say, actually, mm. because I don't know. I don't know enough about French rugby to comment on that. Um,. Wales aren't in bad shape. Actually, no, we don't have any 10s, so uh, that's not good. I'm what joking. But... Callum Sheedy, you think he's going to come back? And he could do. He's playing right for Bristol. Um, yeah, we got... So Sam Costello looks like he won't make the Six Nations, and then this kid, Scarlett's Lloyd Evans. Mm-hmm. You're Sorry, Johan Lloyd. Lloyd Dev, not long. Uh, I don't Lloyd. like Costello. You don't like Costello? I just don't like how he looks. Mm. He's not good-looking enough to be a fly <laughs> That's how you get. That's how you grade fly halves. Well, they gotta like, be like fit looking. I can think of a lot of ugly fly halves who are pretty good. Contemporary fly halves. 
for international rugby for international rugby i th- yeah i think the the days of the gorgeous fly halves the, no. the danny cipriani's the gavin henson's is over welcome to the ugly fly half era Ugh. it's true isn't it I, may, I think you're living in when was this fast rugby when were the beautiful fly halves that maybe it's a myth fuck called me out maybe mate well let's yeah. get into the next part is uh all right um our agenda yeah so let's do some uh predictions some okay. 2024 oh, yeah, predictions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. Um, I wrote down a list here. Okay. So let's talk about. Let's start with the uh, the appetizer, the URC. I think. Yeah. Well, who do you think is gonna win it? Yeah. Nice easy one. Who's gonna win the URC? Oh. In 2024. The Bulls. I was gonna say Bulls. Uh, I've got it written down right in front of me. I kind of want to. I I didn't write anything down. It's hard. It is hard. And it feels counterintuitive. I think the Stormers are kind of building up too. They, they beat the Bulls. Yeah, they they're did. looking they just good. So, yeah, we, we're probably wrong. <sighs> we are probably wrong. But it's nice to not say Leinster. It's just nice to not say it. I would, like, logically, you're going to say Leinster. Yeah, I think so. Logically. I think they've learned some lessons from last season as well. But gut feeling, mm. the Bulls or the Stormers... Yeah, the South Africans in the playoffs look—they're a bit cheeky, you know. They kind of Munster could do it, but they're—they're they're missing that dog this year. They're missing that like grunty fight. They have injuries. I just mm. there's just something about them that's not getting them over the edge. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think... They're missing something this year. Mm. There's just something not clicking. Not yet. They're still a great team. Well, they had a pretty bad start to the season last year. You know? Yeah, and then they picked up. And they picked up, and and to be honest, I thought. That semi against Leinster, that could have gone either way. And I feel like even that final was close. So they didn't win it convincingly. They deserved it, but they didn't win it super, you know, it was super close up there. Uh, so, I think uh, when I see Munster play more of the South African teams, I think that's that'll be a really good test. Kinda... In good conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But right now, if mm. I had to put my money down, I would probably put it on the Bulls. Even though the Stormers are looking a bit scary again, eh? Yeah, I'd yeah. probably say the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've written down, so I'm going to yeah. stick with it as well. Yeah, For similar reasons. They're just huge. They're just all massive and scary. What, what city do they play, play in? Do you know? Uh, it's called Bull City. <laughs> yeah, Bull City. Is it Bull pretty? City Bulls winning Bulls. the Celtic League. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my soul. <laughs> I, too. I think it's Pretoria. I, I think it's Pretoria province or a city. It's a city. Maybe it's the we should capital do a little city. Uh, geography before we do our little talk next time, eh? Um, the Bulls are a professional rugby union team based in Pretoria. 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 Um, yeah, Pretoria. Yeah, but that's what I'm going to go with, the Bulls. Yeah, me too. That's my safe. Yeah. That... That's my not Lance to pick, which is fun. What about uh, Six Nations? Mm. Oh, okay. Team this by team, interesting. Get into it, team by team. Well, no. Let's. Who do you think is going to win? Who do I think is going to win? I think Ireland are going to win. You think Ireland will win the Six Nations? Yeah, I think if if you haven't got Dupont because Dupont wants to play sevens for a year, mm-hmm. um, then you're missing something pretty special if you're France. And they would have been my. They were. It was either them or Ireland. And mm-hmm. I think Ireland are. I think Ireland are going to figure out their ten question mark quicker and easier than people think because they've got such a strong pack. They've got such a good platform for a 10 to play behind. Um, I don't think they need to be incredible immediately, right? They're getting a bit of an easy ride, I think. Um, so, Ireland. 
And I think they'll win it comfortably. I can't see anyone beating them. No. No. I'm going to call England. Oh, yeah. Scary England. Yeah. I think it's happening. I think there's a lot of figuring out Mm. that Ireland have to do. Okay. Before they, like, get back on the horse. Mm. There's some kinks they have to work out. It's going to be a different team. Yeah. Well, not a totally different team, but there's going to be... Yeah, I think they have a lot of, like, formulas... Yeah, in the team that they have to figure out mm. before they're yeah before they're going to be like super good again. They could win. They could win. One hundred percent. They could be way better. It's not an easy. But I think call, they have a it? lot of kinks to work out well, mm-hmm. and figure out before they uh, really get on the horse. So do- I think England's already there. I think they got the players ready to go. Right. So how does England beat Ireland? Like what sort of what are they got to do to beat Ireland? I think how they've always done it. Just out Muslim. Out Muslim. They beat England. That's the like, mm. when you look at the 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 World Cup games, mm. you can see the what's the word I'm looking for? The pathway mm. that England is building up towards. A trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have a history of like bullying mm. Ireland. They do. I think Ireland probably in terms of physicality can match England, but I think mm-hmm. what England will do is they'll they'll pick maybe someone like George Ford they'll get him you know doing drop goals at every opportunity just keep that scoreboard ticking and rely on a strong defense to you know stop Ireland getting that joy out of it that's kind of my watch just gonna be both wrong it's gonna be Scotland that's gonna win it <laughs> Grand Slam they're just so mad about the World Cup well Wales are either gonna win the Grand Slam or lose to Italy so that's you know. man what a to be a Welsh it's fan so, it's exciting <laughs> to be every a Welsh day is fan. different you don't yeah. know if you're going to get the, like, yeah. you're going to come in last place yeah. or you're going to get Grand Slam. Nothing it could be in either. Nothing in between. It's... And they never win. Like, I think I think when they beat Australia mm. in the World Cup, yeah. that was like the first time in a long time they did crush someone because yeah. they usually just get their asses kicked and somehow win. Yeah. They're like just the jammiest wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. getting absolutely ground into the dust. <laughs> and and someone will sneak a try against like, the run of play or something. They're like, and then at the last score, it's like they're 14 points ahead. You're like, yeah. how'd that happen? Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's get into these. Uh, let's let's talk about like uh, all the unions here. Mm-hmm. Let's find out uh, where we think they're going to be, how 2024 is going to work out for them. Let's start off with our uh, the rugby championship teams. Mm-hmm. Argentina. How do you think their 2024 is going to be? I think Argentina are going to... I think they'll beat Australia Mm -hmm. a couple times, back-to-back. And I think they... I think it's hard... Maybe I I should say I don't know a huge... I don't know enough about it to be confident. I think that they've got enough exciting players. Uh, They lost their coach. Yeah. Check it left. He did. Yeah. That's a big deal, actually. That's Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. But I know he's been working in tandem... Mm. The guy who took over, yeah, like he was already there, right? And I think that was the whole plan, the right. whole time was for him. I don't know, I can't remember his name, right? To take over, so, I don't know. I personally, you know what? Every time you mention team of the year, mm. it should be Argentina, <laughs> because what they have to work with and where yeah. they are as a union, yeah, is super impressive. They punch incredibly above their weight, yeah. And that makes me sad living in North America. You know, you've got like major league rugby in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. And they're just the their national team's dog shit. Like, yeah, what are they doing? And Argentina just doesn't like has Argent- half of what every half? tier one or a quarter, whatever tier yeah, one nation has, like, and they come fourth in the rugby world cup. They're not even playing in Super Rugby. Like, they're beating they're, New Zealand at home. Yeah, 
They could beat anyone. They could beat anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do have a good rugby tradition, which mm-hmm. which maybe U.S. and Canada don't have as much of. They don't even have like they don't have like a professional team no, in any high league. Yeah, how are they doing this, right? Yeah. yeah. How are they doing? So every time someone, when you say who is the team of the year, it should be technically Argentina. Yeah, just for punching well above their weight yeah. all the time. Because yeah. where what they accomplish, yeah. and what they have to use to accomplish that is it's just especially it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Like look at Italy. Mm. Yeah, Look at fucking Italy. You, could you could we help them anymore? Yeah. Could we help them anymore? Like, come on, do something. You know, Argentina like are like training via Zoom and then beat the fucking All Blacks. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Italy has fucking NASA working with them or whatever, and yeah, they yeah, still yeah. nah. Like, so I think for 2024, I th- we're gonna see the same. Same from Argentina. I think so. Not a bad team. Not a spectacular team. Punching above their weight. But I can totally... They're going to upset uh, someone in the championship. They'll I, definitely... I think they'll definitely beat Australia. I think they'll beat them twice. Yeah. yeah. And that's more of a comment on Australia than Argentina, to be honest. And they'll call that they'll beat... They're going to beat New Zealand or South Africa this oh, year. Oh, that's a big call. Yeah. That's a big um, call. They're yeah. good. Yeah, they are good. I just... I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. How do you think their 2024 is going to go? I think they're going to leave rugby union as a sport fully embrace uh hurling and never look back i've got no hopes for them i think they're in real big trouble like on the field off the field i think we were talking earlier about if michael checker goes back to australia and if that sorts their problems out i just don't like that idea yeah it's like old wine in a new bottle right Mm -hmm. so i can't see it being a good thing really um, like like he I just they need innovation mm. and he exhausted all his avenues mm. so I don't know what he brings to the table like you've, you've went down this yeah. road before it's an old voice right yeah. so I just don't hmm. no nope. not for me no I, I feel bad for him because you know the world is a poorer place without you know good Australia rugby union team but mm-hmm. I, I, I sounds depressing I can't see them coming back ever from this they're just the other sports they have in their country like Aussie rules and league they're so popular and you know money making and I don't see a way back from because they're not competitive which and... is depressing because it feels like a whole Lions tour is going to get wasted yes that's what we were talking about yeah. what is this Lions tour going to be like like Ugh doom and gloom and maybe if we had an australian specialist here and they could tell me different that would be great but like this is going to be the worst lions tour ever that's what it's looking like hopefully something happens Mm. some sort of jolt of life maybe because i'm worried like it's like a big thing every four years yeah like i look forward to this yeah right i don't want it to be a tour where it's already been called yeah that would be the worst thing for the lions as a you know a brand as yeah. much as i hate that because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get up i'm gonna have to get up early to watch those games yeah, you are. right well me too yeah three o'clock in the morning 2 a.m yeah to watch those games like they gotta be worth it like if the first test is a blowout i'm not gonna get up at the crack of dawn to watch a, mm-hmm. a, a second 100 you know? no way so yeah uh, i can't really call australia right now i don't know who their coach is yeah. i don't know anything i just mm. right now I, it's not much. It doesn't look good. It does doesn't it? look good at all. I no. don't think there's anyone no. saying that. No. I don't think people I don't think a lot of Australians would disagree with us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. What about New Zealand? New Zealand in twenty twenty four with Scott Robertson mm. at the helm. Mm. See, I have a feeling that he's gonna have kind of a rude awakening. Chosen one. He's a really good super rugby coach. Yeah. 
but I don't know how his transition to test rugby is going to be. And he's gotten, he's cleaned house. He's not just a good super rugby coach, though, is he? He's like incredible. I, I feel like he's going to be, I feel like he's going to be um, in for a rude awakening. Okay. I feel like it's not going to be as uh, glorious as everyone in New Zealand's um, hoping for. So we're thinking about the rugby championship game specifically. I yeah, guess. because that'll be the first thing that will come, that'll be the first stuff that'll come up. I don't think anyone managing New Zealand right now, coaching New Zealand right now, would lose to Argentina or Australia, especially at home. So I think he's got a bit of an easy ride against those two teams. Um, and I think... I that, that's a bit rude to Argentina, actually. Yeah, I, think that's a bit I rude don't. To, that's, yeah, I take that back a little bit. But South Africa, world champions, a lot of depth. Um, yeah. That will be that'll be his acid test, I think. I think right? they're going to have a rough... Um, well, England's going there for the summer tours. Right. So oh, that will be, be cool. yeah. really interesting. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think England, uh, yeah, England are, are going. I, I said England, right? You did. Yeah, I think England could pull it off too. That's it. Oh, okay, that's a big call. Yeah, I just feel like he's been coaching a different game mm. for so long. That's what you're getting at. That the style of like, do you notice so how different. like Gatlin, mm. uh is such a good test coach but failed miserably at the chiefs and then he went to the chiefs and yeah. it was a fucking disaster yeah 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 i personally when i look at that it's just almost two different games right right yeah so like that's why his style just couldn't mesh because it's completely two different games and i feel like scott robertson yeah is uh gonna see that i don't know yeah so he's not ready for the intensity the physicality of test rugby because he's a, he's the first All Blacks coach in a long time that's gone, I think, straight from club to the All Blacks job. He's a bit rude because he didn't coach Wales first. Yeah, isn't that? A, you've got to come and do your dues in Wales. Yeah, it's rude not. They to. could have done that too. They had an opening. We wouldn't have minded. I thought they were going to do it at one point. I was yeah. like, oh, if they get Scott Robertson in there. I know. I think the game's moved on now, so it's not as prestigious a job as it used to be. You know, sadly. But yeah, I know it's a bit rude. I thought you should have come and. It's like, you know, you've got to kind of go and kiss the king's ring finger weird thing before you coach New Zealand, you know? Yeah, but if you're an All Blacks fan, I don't think you have anything to worry about. No, I don't think so. That's why I'm, I'm not going to be too harsh on New They're Zealand. They're like... what I call a conveyor belt union. Yeah. They just have so much high quality players. All the time. Just They're producing it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many the Northern Hemisphere steal yeah. or anything. They're always going to have another guy. Yeah, they've uh, they've definitely lost a few really important players. Like I was saying last week, Aaron Smith is probably, yeah, I'd say the best nine in the world, even over DuPont in the World Cup. And losing him's a big deal. They've lost a lot of other good players. But you're right, they've got like this talent pool. The danger for me for New Zealand is they're kind of isolated now. Without Australia being competitive in Super Rugby, yeah. then and South African teams joining the URC, mm -hmm. it's like, who are we going to beat up now? You know, who are we going to play against? Who are actually going to give us enough? And, you know, they can play each other. But like you said, their style of rugby is pretty specific. Yeah. So they haven't got exposure to different styles. So they might get exposed internationally for that reason, right? They might. Yeah, they've isolated themselves. I thought that was going to happen this World Cup, mm -hmm. and it didn't. Yeah. Surprisingly, like when you watch Super Rugby... Well, they Rug didn't win it, though. No, know? but there are things like they were very physical. Yeah. They were a strong team. Yeah. Their defense during uh the world cup was incredible that's what always surprises me about new zealand you know the way super rugby looks it's like no one can be fucked to defend well and then you see so many they do 
they because you yeah you watch super rugby and you see all these like tries where guys kind of just walk in yeah 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 and you're like where like were you trying that, you would never see that in a northern hemisphere game no and like they just don't even like they just don't even give a fuck about defense no but when the all blacks play yeah like their defense is incredible yeah it is yeah and you're yeah. like where did this come from i think they, the, the difference for me is they look beatable well they were beaten in the world cup right by france by mm -hmm. south africa mm -hmm. um so i think what's interesting now is not that they've gotten worse maybe they lost a little a couple of percent but they didn't dip in quality massively but the other teams have caught up right ireland can beat them france can beat them south africa we knew could beat them you know if england get to that stage where they can beat them as well if i don't know so hopeful for wales and argentina but you know there's enough teams now who've stepped up and their structure is so professional that they can expect to beat new zealand like those score lines in the games that new zealand lost were close and the games they won the game against ireland right like if you remember the last world cup new zealand hammered ireland yeah quarterfinal yeah this time around it wasn't so close well they had the three games that they had that they were actually challenged in the World Cup. Yeah. They lost two and won one. Exactly. And they barely won that one. Exactly. Game. So, so it wasn't a, a really good World Cup for them. Yeah. Performance. Like, they well, played I, good. Mm. I'm but... saying it was. I'm just saying the other teams have got better. I'm saying they played pretty well, you know? Like, oh, yeah, they were 100%. Fun. Every game they played was good to watch, right? But I definitely think England can go there. Yeah. I enough. think since Ireland did it, yeah. I think that floodgates open. But mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a little while before the New Zealand isolation effect comes in. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think so it's, you could slowly start seeing it. Yes, you can. I think right. in 10 years, we'll be talking about a different New Zealand if they don't change the super rugby structure. Yeah. There's a couple things too. Like yeah, ever since the, like the TMO mm. has become more involved yeah. in the game and the refing has evolved more in the game too. Yeah. Like you've seen New Zealand losing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So their edge, because they play on the edge all yeah. the time because yeah. they're just so rugby smart yeah but they're getting caught for everything like their discipline is brutal red card in a in yeah. world cup yeah they just yeah and it's been a, like a thing that's been talked about a lot yeah but then you go to super rugby mm. what do they have like a fucking orange card or something <laughs> they have something that's something they're talking weird. about that that was something gatland was talking about was a card system where it's a 20 minute red card right and they're the only country that keep going on about it and it's like, maybe you need to stop dishing out red cards to your own team, right? Like, mm -hmm. maybe you need to stop bashing people in the head instead yeah. of talking about so they, a purple card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll just see uh, a good New Zealand. I think they're going to have a rough... Um, they'll definitely have a rough autumn uh, tour yeah, when so. they come to Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Right. I think they'll get roughed around mm. when, they, uh, when they come up there. Okay. So We'll see, eh? South Africa? See, they're going to be... They're another team, too, that's going to have a lot of changes, I think. They're going to mm. start... Oh, but Rassi's so smart. I love Rassi. And their coaching team mm. is really good, too. Yeah. I can't see them... I don't think they're in a position... That, I don't think anything's changing enough to, for me to be worried about South Africa. I think they'll be a, a dominant force for... And their the club next... players look great. They do. <sighs> what do yeah. you mean? Yeah. Ireland's going there and winning. We'll see. Two games on the hop. Didn't work from so well. I think they haven't uh, beaten Ireland since 2016. I don't think they're worried about it though. Like every in, in the World they're Cup, scared. they were like, "We're gonna play, you know, seven forwards. We're gonna call the, you know, we're gonna try all these crazy tricks." Like we talked about last week. Like they're, mm -hmm. not, they're not worried about it. They're gonna try some wild stuff. You know, they're worried about winning a World Cup, and that's what they'll do. They're gonna want to win that home series. Yeah, and they, I think they will. 
No. They'll try some experimental shit, lose the first game, then they'll win the second two games. I think Ireland will figure themselves out in the Six Nations. Yeah. Go down there and they're going to do it. I think the pro- Ireland's problem is they have themselves figured out and it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. They got some twink. They got some kinks to work out. All right, all right. I'm completely wrong. South Africa's gonna fucking. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried if I was South Africa. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so confident, but I think they win that at home. I'm, I'm kind of confident. I wouldn't be surprised if Ireland win a game down there. Oh, they or win. Two. I think it might win a game. I just don't think win the series. Mm. All right, let's go on through the Six Nations games. All right, so we or Six Nations teams start with the champions. Like I said, I think Ireland. Easily win the Six Nations, but I think that's uh, because France haven't got their best player and the opposition isn't that good. Not that they're bad. No, Ireland's really good as well, but I don't think they're quite as good as South Africa. They got a lot of players coming down the pipeline. Yeah, they're They're going to be stepping up. Is wild. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, I think, in the last of the Munster Leinster game, mm. that Edwin Dogbo. Mm. Well, he got injured. I think it's his third Achilles injury. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so that doesn't look good yeah, at all. That, he could be yeah. out for months. Yeah. So I thought this was going to be his breakout year. Three Achilles injuries as well. That's like looking mm. like that's your career kind of territory. That's what I'm it? thinking. Yeah. Luckily, he has a brother. He's a younger brother. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on the torch. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, Ireland. I think will be um, for 2024. Mm. I think you're going to see more of the same. I think that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not too. I'm not not excited to the wrong word, but I don't think they're going to do anything unpredictable. They're going to keep being island. We're going to talk a lot about, oh, the 10, Johnny's gone, what are we going to do? And they'll bring someone in who'll be not as good, but with a pack playing in front of him that's dominant, he doesn't need to be as good, and he'll get better. So I can't see island doing too much different. I also think with Ollie Yeager, mm. he's going to be in that team. And now they're going to have like these two, this gives tag for a lot of break they do need backup props they so can that's why now they can, important, they yeah. can like half they don't have to like save like have furlong play most of the game i think i think they can take him off earlier now yeah that's what i agree because i don't yeah. think like i think it's like discrediting finley bielham mm. i think he's great too yeah yeah but having the three really good options yeah uh really opens up their game plan a little bit more too that's how island go forward now mm-hmm. right is is depth that they trust not mm-hmm. just depth to give them experience yeah and fin you're right about finley bielham i always forget the guy because mm-hmm. you know as, as we talked about like the you know furlong was always furlong and porter are always playing like most of every game so finley bielham you do see him come on but never enough to kind of change a game or to make the game his own so hopefully he gets more game time maybe gets a few starts so yeah ollie yeager as well you're right like building Depth in the prop position internationally is huge for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's them. Uh, Italy. Oh, what can you say? Like, come on. Do something. Benetton are good. Yeah. Benetton are better. Just, this team. Yeah. Like, Italy have let me down. I know. They let me down all the time. I yeah. just want them to do something incredible. Yeah. And they always let me down i know it's sad isn't it like and people will talk him up like squidge is like oh this is they're getting him back like squidge you know what fuck squidge he always makes me believe every year every tournament he makes me believe in fucking italy and then i'm like yeah squidge is right yeah and then they're shit and then they fucking shit and and then when they beat when they beat wales it was like oh they've they've, and it was a it was amazing for them but like we were shit yeah and it was same when georgia beat us like we were shit like no offense those teams but they're preying on better teams at their weakest rather than 
being as good as they can be. That's what it feels like to me. And mm-hmm. I know that's disrespectful, but we were shit at that time, you know? Mm. So it's hard for me to see that as a sign of genuine improvement in quality. I know they're under 20s. Their youth rugby looks really good. It always does. And people always say the same story. Like, oh, they've got all these great players coming through. Like, okay, no. where are they? The moral of all this yeah. is Squidge Rugby has to stop gaslighting fucking rugby fans that Italy is going to be good. Okay. Because every time, every time I watch yeah. this video, it's like, oh, yeah, you that's happening. Italy is going to do something. Yeah. And then they just ruin everything and I'm let down. He's too positive, isn't he? Yeah, optimistic. Well, he makes a lot of good points, but he's really convincing. He is. The guy should be a politician or something. Yeah. Because he makes you believe. I watch his team like, yeah, man, Italy can win the World Cup. And he's Cup. doing like a game analysis. And Italy's going to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you can make me believe in anything. Yeah. Right? And it's just, it's just gaslight. English, Italy for six nations. Video just... effects, the yeah. tricks, yeah. like the CGI. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But right. uh, I'm tired of. I don't know. I just I don't care until they do something. Is my point now? Yeah, you know, do I, something and I'll, I'll perk up. Like you know? so many years of just nothing. Mm. It's like beat you, two teams. When please. is it going to start? And I think to be to they be, should be better like nine, ten years ago. You know, in their defense, everyone else has got a lot better as well. Like the the game is changing. It's so much more professional. Like it, you're not going to in their defense, everyone has gotten better in Italy's defense. Their inability to beat other teams is because not that they've gotten worse, but other teams have gotten better. Yeah, because they haven't grown. Mm, I think the they've kind of stayed the same. Yeah, you know, they kind of stayed the same. I don't know the ins and outs of their whole system, mm. but something's like got to give. Yeah, like why, why, like why are they even in the Six Nations? Oh, like, now he's saying it. Now he's saying it. When you're, are you, like, especially for a fan in, in Canada, I'm not getting up at eight in the morning, seven in the morning to watch an Italy something game. That's a good point. Like, I will regularly not watch the Italy and yeah. whoever games because I watch the Italy Wales games because we've been so bad recently they might beat us and they did. But mm-hmm. every other game, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to watch them. Yeah. Because you just, you know who's going to win. Mm. Yeah. And I know I'll probably miss. I'm probably going to have that added to this year, and then they'll do something great, and they'll miss it. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, that's it's like the it's boy just who too cried many times, wolf, isn't it? You know? Too many times you get up, yeah, watch them, get excited, and then they just like they let you down. I'll even cheer for them if they're beating Ireland. I'll cheer for them against basically anyone else except Wales. Yeah, no, I, I want. I just want them to be just, good. Yeah, but yeah, we we got your back, Italy. But you know, give us something. Yeah, throw us a bone. Yeah, please. give us something back. Yeah, please. I feel like I've been given too much. All this time and effort we put into you by sometimes watching your games. Mm-hmm. What have we got in return for it? Nothing. 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 All right. Uh, we talked about Ireland, Italy, Scotland. Oh, Scotland. I, yeah, always the bridesmaid. I, 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 I'm not saying anything too unpredictable here today because I think it will be, again, said this last week, Scotland have one of the most exciting teams I've ever had. But I still won't expect too much from them. I think they'll beat England um, because they seem to have a habit of doing that now. I think we're going to... I don't think Warren Gatland loses to Scotland that often. Like, under Pivak, Scotland got some kind of cheeky wins. Um, and, and obviously, Scotland beat us convincingly last time. But I think now that Gatland has had time to settle in, they're not going to beat us. Anyway, I'll talk about Scotland, not Wales. Um, I think they'll beat... Maybe Wales, probably it, definitely Italy. They might shock. Uh, they might shock France, but I think maybe fourth overall. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I want to say something more positive, but 
the their World Cup really disappointed me. Yeah, there's just much, not much to talk about with them. No, Stuart Hogg leaving maybe is a big deal, but I don't know. He wasn't he wasn't at his best when he retired. No, so yeah, maybe it's not a big deal. Finn Russell's looking good at Bath, but yeah, he's, he's looking good at Scotland though. So. But again, with me with Finn Russell is he's a really good club ten mm. when it steps to the international stage, just not his game. Sometimes he like it seems to me like I think he dissolves in 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 huge test matches. Mm, I mean, he's not lu- he's not as lucky as other teams having a big plaque to as a as dominant a pack to play behind. But I think it's the speed of test rugby. Yeah, that kind of fucks them up. It's so fast, isn't it? For it's relentless. so fast. Yeah, like as soon as you have to get that ball, and then in club rugby, he has more time. Yeah, to do things to have a think about it yeah did i tell you this is as fast as rugby's ever been as well oh really yeah it's literally it's never been faster so this glory days bullshit you can forget about it it's gonna speed the game up it's not fast enough that's right inject it with math let's go like if you if you can see the ball yeah then the game's too slow it's too slow yeah Yeah. i want those spin passes to be hypersonic um yeah i don't know what to say about scotland good luck to them i don't know uh france france um i think they will get second in the Six Nations. I think they'll beat everyone except uh, Ireland. And they'll miss DuPont a little bit, but they've got real talent everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So he's not not going to be a huge loss, but I think he would be the difference in an Ireland-France showdown. <sighs> I forget his name, but their usual like other scrum half that they use, he's injured too. Oh, so they're going down the ranks. Oh. So I think France will probably finish third. Who, so they're losing to who? They're losing to... Uh, I think they'll lose to Ireland. Ireland and England. Ireland and England. I think they'll lose to both. Oh, I don't want to go back to the which France teams going to show up days. They were so boring. It was, it was such. A I don't think cliche. we're going to be in that era. I yeah. just feel like they. I don't know. There's they got some key positions missing, so I think there's going to be. Mm. Pano yeah, is like good third. though. Pano yeah. is like an eel man. I read that somewhere. It's not my words. Someone he's else's. really good. But he's just unreal right now. He just scores tries all the time. He scored a try right now while we were talking. He probably did. He did. He did. <laughs> anyway, I think we will get second. But yeah. England. England. Okay, you keep talking him up, and I need to see a little bit more evidence. Am I, am I squidge rugbying you? you? You've gaslit me to believe that England <laughs> are going to win everything, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Give me some more evidence. Okay, fair enough. They, they exceeded expectations in the World Cup, mm-hmm. but... Not by a huge amount. They didn't beat anyone that they shouldn't be. They should be there. You know what I'm trying to say. I saw a team in France mm. that shouldn't have done what they did. Yeah. And I, I'm giving all that credit uh, credit to uh, Borthwick. Steve Borthwick. People have been slagging him off for his selection and his mm-hmm. lack of enthusiasm in press conferences. I think he's got a good plan. I think I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I just need to see more evidence, and the Six Nations will be that evidence. I thought the World Cup was, yeah, when I saw what was unfolding there mm. and that step up, Yeah, I, I'm like, this is something, something's brewing here. Something's I don't on. think you're going to see a very different team. Who's playing 10 for England? <sighs> Probably, George, it'll be George Ford. You think so, of Marcus mm. Smith, eh? Yeah, even mm. though I think Marcus Smith is playing really good yeah i like him who's there's another guy too finn smith finn smith yeah Mm. he's been playing really good too right but i think he's gonna go both it's gonna go safe for this six uh six nations i think george ford's gonna take the the helm there 
I think so too. I want Marcus Smith to do it, but I think you're right. I think Borthwick likes um, the style that George Ford plays, more of a general, less of a running 10. And George Ford's like drop kick game is pretty good, and I think that's how mm-hmm. they beat Ireland, because mm-hmm. they beat him with kicks. Not just, you know, drop kicks, but, you know, crossfield kicks, etc. So They also got a bump up in uh, in their forward pack too. Because Mercer, mm. now on the Prem. Yeah. And there's that uh, Exeter kid, Alfie Barbary. Mm, he's good. He's tearing it up. Yeah, he is. So I wonder if he, if uh, Borthwick is going to throw him in the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to be a team of bastards. Yeah. And I think they're going to have a really good 2024. I think they're going to miss Courtney Laws, but I like a lot of what you said. Mm-hmm. So we'll Squidging see. Squidging you. You are a bit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, holding my, I'm holding my own. I don't think they're going to win it. Do you even want to talk about Wales? Yeah, always. <laughs> always. We're going to win the Grand Slam, obviously. Always. I just feel like Wales don't do... They have zero innovation. Shut up. <laughs> Rude. Oh, sorry, that was you talking about Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the they just don't do Chloe. anything different ever. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk. I'm not going to give them the oxygen of publicity. I'm not, no, I'm um, I don't know. What, like, I think, How are they going to do in 2024? I think we're going to beat Scotland and no one's going to like us for it because Scotland are like the new... Where are they going the on the summer tour? Do you know? I don't know, actually. Maybe I'll uh, have a quick look. Are they going to Argentina? Uh, I don't know. I think we went there two or is years going, ago. Are they going so. to Australia? They're going to Australia in 2024. Oh. Ah, easy, mate. Fair dinkum. Probably not. We'll probably lose one of those. Or all three for a laugh. You know? Oh, my gosh. That'd be brutal. No, that'd be pretty that'd be funny. fucking though. brutal. Yeah, we're in the banter years here, you know? Like so. No, I, I think um, there's a lot of interesting young kids coming through. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. I think we'll have a couple of wins, a couple of losses. I'm not expecting too much. I think in the Six Nations we'll probably beat Scotland, even though we won't be favoured to, because Gatlin just knows how to kind of grind out wins against them. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better tactician. I think we'll beat Italy, and everyone want Italy to win, but they won't. And then I think we'll probably lose to France, Ireland, and England. Oof. Where's your hope? It's it's in the beating Scotland. It's it's realistic, <laughs> is what it is. No, we might be England. We love we love playing England, but I just I think that old kind of uh, rivalry is dying a bit as well because just everyone's so professional these days. They're kind of forgetting that you know we were raised on hatred of our colonial oppressors, and now we're just like, oh, these are professional athletes who play with each other, so whatever. They're friends. I just I don't care how good of an England team mm. Wales is playing. Yeah, I'm always back in Wales. Oh yeah, to win that game. Because they just turn into something else. They, yeah, we. And I, th- I think what's what I'm saying is that has lessened a little bit, but not enough that it's not a factor, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I think, yeah, I think you know, second to last or <laughs> play something like that. I have a little more hope than you. Yeah. Well, we'll win a grand slam, but I can't predict it because I'll jinx it. You know. I I couldn't put it past that they could win the Six Nations this year. I really want to beat Ireland because, like, we. I know just, you do. Why? For different reasons, because we just don't look like we know how anymore right it's like we've forgotten how we get into their skin a bit right island just have our number they beat us convincingly last i just few feel times. like every part of the game mm. that wales is good at yeah Ireland, ireland are, just, at. are just a little bit better yeah, totally that's a good point yeah yeah so they just have an, an x factor yeah in wherever aspect of the game is yeah we i think one area we were really good at especially when we had like warburton and fallatown mm-hmm. and lydia in our back row was our back row island looked like they've they've kind of they've got a really serious back rows now as well mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, they look a little better than us in the front row as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. That's a good point. You know, they're better than us at the things we're usually good at. They're better defensively as well, I would say. Whereas under Sean Edwards, we were unreal defensively. You know, like we had insane statistics about tries conceded. You know, not anymore. So, I have a little bit more faith. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Who's uh? Who do you think is like a bolt out, like a bolter player? player oh, to look out for yeah i'm gonna be selfishly talking about two cardiff players oh good um cameron winnett mm-hmm. uh, mason grady as well oh yeah so uh both of these are backs and i think as much as we need a bit of depth in our pack in in welsh rugby mm-hmm. we really need a fullback and cameron winnett is looking good as a fullback so i'm really excited for him he's playing really well for cardiff uh, mason grady is also tearing it up like he's kind of you know, really good with the ball in hand. Lots of always breaking the line, uh, making some and nothing. So I'm really excited to see those two players. Um, yeah, I'm just keep it selfish there. How about you? I I wrote down two players also. Yeah, like Joe McCarthy mm-hmm. from Leinster. Yeah, I think he's going to be a huge step up. Yeah, for Ireland. Yeah, this year. Yeah, I think he's really going to come into uh, <clears throat> that lock position. I see him talked a lot about not in like the, he's good not in like the newspapers but on like Twitter and Reddit and stuff. People yeah. talk a lot about him, so yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, again, uh, Alfie Barbary. Oh yeah, yeah. I think okay. he's gonna make some news, some headlines. He's gonna have a year, is he? Yeah, yeah. Looks, and that's if that's if Borthwick picks him. Yeah. So it's all up to him. And he's a bit he's a bit weird with his selection. He's a bit kind of conservative and traditional. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, anyway, we'll see. Okay. Well, that was our predictions for 2024. So, before we go to our fan question, I just want to mention something. Yeah. Um, so, they had the, the Celtic Challenge Cup. So, women's rugby competition, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. Very excited. Edinburgh beat uh, Glasgow 28-11. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed, though, because I don't know how to watch it or how to watch it or even to see results. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, right. It's poorly advertised, which is upsetting because it's, I'm really excited about it. And uh, I think Harlequins just broke the club record attendance for a women's game globally. So stuff's going on there. For a women's game? A women's club game. A club game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's big news, right? Um, and it was a lot. It was more than Dragons get. I think it was like, you know over 10,000 I can't remember exactly maybe it was 16,000 but you know it was a big number right it's not just a little more than your average Dragons attendance so well the Prem it's called the Prem 15 in England right mm, for the women yeah yeah that's a serious league it is a serious league and now it's now the um, all the best players in the world are playing there that's right and uh you know, it's not just Saracens winning year on year now anymore, no. right? That, that's so that's it's actually getting competitive, which is good. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. I wish that the, I wish that the information about how to watch these games, specifically the Celtic Challenge, is what I'm talking about now. Like I wish it was more available, more obvious. How do I find out about this? You know, maybe I'm being an idiot. Maybe it's there, but anyway. I know I've I've seen a lot of games on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, for the print, I don't know about the Celtic stuff, but well, it's just started, so yeah, yeah. Didn't they just play like a game each? They... I thought they were doing like a trial yeah, because yeah, there yeah. was like a club team and then a like a, there was like a club team and then like a Scottish fifteen team. That was last time. This is like 
this is this is Edinburgh versus Glasgow women's teams played each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of now they've started it re officially. You know, it's not just like little exhibition games. Fully paid professional. I don't know about that. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, they're real. I mean, I assume they are. I think all three unions now have professional women's teams internationally. So hopefully that's the case club level, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's something there because every yeah major union mm. is going to this like professional that's what i'm saying contract thing for the women yeah yeah because so. they're seeing the the dividends that it paid for england right yeah so yeah it's right. a big deal right it's got momentum so. which was a catch-22 too because england got so good mm. so fast yeah it really uneven the yeah. playing field it left everyone else in the dirt in the women's situations yeah. that's a good problem to have that is, it you're, is. you're seeing like oh look money and look what happens yeah, when investment you put money works. when you invest in something, yeah. right? Fucking go figure, yeah. Seriously. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's like I'm excited to see more rugby. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think as as Wales became professional, we had a decent Six Nations, like mm-hmm. good win against Ireland, and uh, we we were closer against France and England. So it can only get better now that we've gone professional, right? So anyway, I'm excited about it. I just want to know more about it. I just feel bad for the Canadian girls Why? and the American girls. Like, well, the Canadian girls are still good, though. Yeah, but they're like they're still good. But they won't be. But they won't saying. be in the future with all those professional players. Which is, like, I don't want to change anything. We're yeah, going to yeah, take yeah, anything yeah. away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So luckily, a lot like we still have a good system for the women. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a good system here for the women, but a lot of women make it in those teams. Yeah. So we're kind of riding off the backs of yeah. those club teams in Europe. I see. I know exactly what you're saying. And it's kind of like when, you know, when I was talking about teams like Ireland and France being able to beat New Zealand because they've just gotten better. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like the women's game is moving towards now is, you know, professional structure, good infrastructure, which means mm-hmm. that Canada, which doesn't have as much money, will fall behind, even though they're still very competitive internationally, right? Yeah, so, I think that will disappear. Yeah, that's going to disappear over time. And I was saying to my wife when we watched Canada play Wales in the women's game, mm-hmm. I thought our oh, Wales could win this. They didn't, and Canada looked awesome and they beat us well. But I thought, give it five years, that won't be the case, just because of better infrastructure, funding, etc. Right? Hundred percent. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, do you want to get to the fan question? Yeah, we've been kind of serious today, eh? It's been a serious it's podcast. Pretty, yeah. Thought we were the banter kings. I'm joking. Just getting right I said in the that dirt. Ironically, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Who wants? You want me to read it? Uh, our fan, our first fan question. This it, is a big thing. It's a big deal. Our our fan question comes from. Did he smash that like button? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we do have a like button. We do. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, we have a like button now. Sweet. Uh, our question comes from Levi Playboy sixty nine sixty nine. Just kidding. Uh, it comes from. Have you just insulted our only fan? <laughs> Bad stuff. <laughs> Playboy sixty nine sixty nine. Yeah. Right. Uh, Levi wrote in. Yeah. Hi, long time listener of our two episodes. <laughs> First time. He's got a sense of humor. Questioner. Yeah. He's got three questions for us. All right. Number one. Mm. Here you go. Who is the player you love to hate? James Lowe. Easy. Next. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. That's Why do you not... hate him so much? He's just a little smug. Okay, I'll tell you why. He's a great player. I'll mm-hmm. preface, he's a very good player. And I, I like a lot of the things he does. But whenever Wales play Ireland, he's always 
having some little fight with Liam Williams. He knows he can get under Liam Williams' skin because Liam Williams will kick off, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Liam Williams reacts, James Lowe's like, oh, what are you doing getting in my face? It's like, if you can't dish it out, you know, don't get upset when people put it back on you. He's a great player, though. I just, I think it's just a little rivalry thing, I think. You know, he's kind of that, you know what I'm saying, how Wales have forgotten how to beat Ireland? He's the manifestation of how Ireland are beating us in the mental game as well. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, he seems to have figured out how to get under our skin effectively. Uh, my player I'm going to hate is exactly the same thing. Is it Liam Williams? No, no it's uh, not Liam Williams. Why would I hate, who fucking hates he's him? A bit of a, he's a bit of a hothead, you know? No, it's, right. uh, fuck. No, I forget his name. The winger from uh, the All Blacks winger. Caleb Clark? Nope. Iowani? Nope. The kid, uh, Will the one- Jordan. Will Jordan. Will Jordan. Yeah. All right. I just think he's like super overrated. Oh. Yeah, I love to hate him. I think he's great. Everyone yeah. does. Oh, yeah. really? You think he's great? Because <laughs> everyone thinks he's great. So you hate him because we love him. The people love him. But you- yeah. yeah. I just think he's. Uh. Uh. Yeah. I just think he's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not that special. I think he had. A- uh, I'm trying to think of evidence to refute. I think this, I've like, explained this before. He's one did. of those players that you have to. He has to. You have to give him. You have to create the moment for him, and then he just capitalizes on it because he's just really fast. Yeah, and not a lot else. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So I just don't think he's. <clears throat> and then in really tough games, he kind of yeah. disappears. Right. So. Okay. Uh, another player that's kind of like that, but is still really good. You know, Damian McKenzie. Yeah. When. All Blacks are playing good. He's a fantastic. Yeah, We're yeah. on the when they're on the back foot, he kind of dissolves. He's a leaf on the wind. Yeah, yeah. You got to give him space and freedom. But when you do, oof. I still love him though. I love him. Yeah, Damian McKenzie. I, I, I got a lot of time for Damian. Yeah, McKenzie. me too. He's exciting to watch. But you're all right though. He's less present in uh, mm-hmm. physical tight games, isn't he? Yeah. All right. His second question is: Yeah, more unions yeah. are lowering the approved tackle height. Where okay. do you see the laws? In two to five years. What did I write down? Well, you wrote something down. Yeah, I'm not very smart, so I got to make notes. Uh, I wrote shin height tackling <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? Sam Warburton was talking about this the other day, and he said he likes a lot of you know the protection of player welfare, etc., and some of the rules changes related to that. But we do have to accept that rugby. I'm paraphrasing, but we do have to accept that rugby is a physical, sometimes dangerous game. Mm -hmm. And I felt that was a nice little refresher for me because I think I got really focused on player welfare. You know, when I'm coaching and I see like one of my players get hit on the head, yeah, like I take it kind of personally almost. I'm like, oh my God, am I responsible for this person's like well-being for the rest of their life? And I had to remind myself people choose to play rugby knowing that it's a violent contact sport, right? So how is is this tackle height thing going to change? I think it's going to settle at, you know, below the neck, and yeah. I think we're going to stay with um, the rules we've got in place for head contact. And it's a cliche, but it just has to be ref more consistently. I, I don't f- think this sternum stuff is going to stick. No, I feel like liability mm. is going to change. Let money's going to affect it. Eh? Yeah. So right. I think, uh, yeah, like the risk. It's yeah. a risky game. Yeah. It's a combat sport. It is right. So. Yeah. I think the liability around rugby is going to change. Like yeah. the player is going to take on more liability, right? To play rugby, like you think in a legal sense, like someone could get sued for a high tackle or something. No, 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 no. I think like more. What's can I say? Like um, enter at your own risk type contracts, right? You sign and a type deals, right? 
yeah. are going to become more and more frequent. Like, yeah, you're going to play rugby. Yeah. Sign this. Yeah. So if you get fucked up, you know, yeah, that's your problem. This is part of the game. Yeah. But I think it's fair. And I think if they at least have something like that where they say, you know, you could get early onset mm-hmm. dementia CT if you play this mm-hmm. consistently, that's the risk. You accept that you sign this. Like, yeah. That's kind of that kind of road. Because it's tragic what's happening to some of these ex-professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Waiting for this like uh, lawsuit court case, I don't know what it's called in the UK, to be resolved. And there's, there's players who I grew up watching, my heroes, like guys like Andrew Coombs and Ryan Jones. Like I yeah. grew up watching these guys and now they've got like, you know, brain damage. Yep, and that's the risk you take yeah. when you play a combat sport, like a very yeah. physical sport. Like look at boxing. Yeah. Right. But the but no one's pretending that it's that's high not risk, dangerous. You know, high reward. Right. Well, kind of a rugby. I don't know. <laughs> You're not making millions and millions and millions. No. no. But uh, I think it's fair to, yeah. But specifically to the question, right? Like, mm-hmm. how? What do you think? How are the laws going to change? I don't think too much more. That I don't think so either. Yeah. I think there will be more liability legal stuff in the background that's going to change more i agree putting yeah. more of the responsibility on the player right but actual law changes in the no. game not so much no yeah i think i think we'll settle around where we're at we just need more consistent refing and i say that with quotation marks yeah. because it is a bit of a cliche but it's and even with all that there's still going to be head yeah you can, it's unavoidable right yeah it's totally unavoidable yeah i think maybe okay maybe one thing that would happen is if this 20 minute red card thing comes into effect that would make everything worse i think it might happen though i do because think... if you bring that in mm. that i think that it brings in headhunters into the game mm. it opens up the door for headhunters like come on mess him up and you're mess gonna... him up you're out he's out but he's out and then we bring on our impact player to replace you in 20 minutes right and especially if the other team's on a yellow card we're only going to be missing an extra 10 minutes may as well go bash that guy I don't think teams train like that, but you you know there could be some subconscious element of that, right? Yeah, you can just oh. you can sacrifice a player to sacrifice an all star. Do we just like predict a rugby conspiracy theory that might happen? Kind of. That's just how yeah. it, I I just I can't see like teams will do that. Yeah. You know, if you have a a player yeah. that's basically a team. Yeah. Right. Take him out. Yeah. Sacrifice a player for a player. Yeah. Right. We can we can we can live with twenty minutes extra. Yeah. Without, without you. Oh, okay. That's conspiracy. It's conspiratorial. But like, but, uh, yeah, maybe. Teams will do whatever they can to win. Yeah. Like if you're going into uh, a final and mm. you got a guy that can slot the ball in between the sticks from anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. if he's gone, mm. that's a huge part of their game. Yeah. Right. So and you don't even have to be aiming for the head, do you? Just hit him hard. Yeah, and you only lose for 20 minutes. Mm. So I don't know. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's his third question. Do you see international rugby making changes to the rules regarding replacements? You want to answer first? Because I went twice. Yeah, I can answer this first. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. I really feel like they're not going to make any changes. I do. I don't think they need to make any changes. I think they, I think they do and they should. Because the games that... Because obviously we're talking about the 7-1 split. Yeah. Yeah, we are. The seven-one split was played like three times, mm-hmm. and it was effective. I I don't know when they played Ireland. I didn't feel like it made a huge impact. They brought that bomb squad on. Mm. They were winning some scrums at the beginning, but not all of them. But not all of them. And yeah. then they straightened Ireland straightened up. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know they okay. took some. They took an initial beating when that whole pack came on. Yeah, but at, and I think it was for fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, and then they switched out their forwards, and everything kind of like 
solidified. I, d- I didn't really see yeah. a huge impact on that. Okay. And you know what's going to happen is if South Africa continue to do a 7-1 split, yeah. rugby is going to do what rugby does and someone will figure it out. Yeah. Someone's going to strategize around it and beat them at that game. Do you and remember then that? I don't know if you remember this. There was a game England... Italy and Italy didn't create a breakdown, so then they weren't offside. And then the ref, and then someone, the English guy, was going to the ref. That's rugby. I don't know what rugby is, yeah, mate. There wasn't <laughs> rugby, man. There wasn't taste. You can't do yeah. that. But you could do that. And then they changed the rules not long yeah. after that. Right? I just don't think the seven-one is that impactful to make changes. I think we're seeing. I think this question is separate to that because I think that se- whole seven-one stuff is cool and interesting and worth talking about. I don't think it's the same issue as the number of replacements you can have. What position they are is kind of irrelevant to me. It's the number you can have. And I think mm-hmm. they will reduce the number for both player welfare and to make the game a bit more open towards the end. So I think they could, I could see them going down to four. To four? I don't know. I'm just making up a number, but I think it will it'll go down. Then you're going to go back to playing time. Yeah. Cutting out playing time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I personally don't see anything worth changing, and I don't think there'll be a change. All right. If you want a change, yeah, that's different. But I, I don't see. Do you see? Do you see them actually making a change? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Not immediately, but yeah, give it two, three years. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think we got through everything. We yeah, we talked a lot. We did. We did talk a lot. This is uh, one of our longer podcasts. Oh my! Is yeah. that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Okay. Cool. Fine. Yeah. Keep watching in little little snippets. What if we get two fan questions? We're screwed then. It'll take up like hours. <laughs> we just got to plan better. Yeah, fair enough. Well, if you have any questions, mm. you can email us at thefriendsofrugbypod at gmail.com. Yeah, you can. You can also find us on X or Twitter. <laughs> We're on YouTube. We're on X. We're on X. Let's see if you can tweet us our bot farm X. Why are we on porn sites, Steve? <laughs> you should see. I opened it up. We have 10 followers. It's all yes. bots oh, inviting me to OnlyFans. <laughs> Did you join? No. Okay. Hello. Find good photo of me <laughs> on the link in the bottom. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So if you want to join our bots on uh, following yeah. us on Twitter or yeah. X. Yeah. You could be our 11th bot. Yeah. Nice. Or email us at thefriendsofrugbypod at yeah. gmail.com. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do we say anything controversial that's going to get us hate mail? Probably. Mm. Not too bad. I think any kind of interaction would be good. <laughs> any publicity. <laughs> I'll is take good it publicity. all. Fair enough. Every, all right. Cool. Yeah. So I don't worry. I'll all scan right. this. Yeah. Thanks, Levi, for listening. Yeah. Levi, Playboy6969. Big shout out to you. <laughs> Big shout out to you. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.